I'll make them all see that I could be anything I wanna be If you got a dream, then you need persistence and lots of belief, yeah Yo, don't take that Negative energy, I replace that I just wanna be me, I don't fake that I just wanna be free, yeah, chase that I got a new obsession It's helping and teaching and giving everyone a lesson Hey, what's going on? This is Kyle George. And I'm Rodney Harris. And you are listening to A Different Angle. As we always start, brother, it's been a few weeks. There was a, ho- a holiday last week, so happy belated 4th of July to everyone. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Ate a bunch of burgers and, you know, saw some great fireworks. Or just stayed in your house and watched it on TV. Uh, um, and then the week prior, life was lifing. So, sir. These last three weeks, I guess, two weeks, three weeks. How you feeling? I have to say, I've been on top of the world. Um, I'm for the first time since doing the show. I'm almost at a, I'm at a nine out of ten. Hey, you know, you know how I like to grade our our feelings on this show. Yes, my nine out of ten, man. Yes, a lot of good things have happened to me over the last three weeks. I'm a finally a licensed driver in New York State. It's yeah, about he is. On time. Um, it only took me to what. 12 years to, of fighting back and forth with the road test to finally pass. <laughs> so I'm proud of myself. I've been on top it's of the right. world ever since. Um, things are starting to really move and starting to cook and um, a lot of positivity, a lot of positive energy has been around and man, it feels really good to say, Hey man, if I can let my, I can relax my shoulders a little bit. Don't get too relaxed, but right. you can put the sword of shield down for a little bit, man. The last couple of weeks have been all right. So I'm I've been on top of the world, man. How how have you been? Up and down. Um, okay, okay. I, my my sleep habits haven't haven't been the best recently, so that's been taking a lot out of me. Um, but I got my daughter for the su- for for a little while for the summer, so that's Ooh. great. Um, uh, a friend of the pod who is a professional wrestler just won a world heavyweight title this past Saturday. So shout out to yeah. Alex Kane and shout out to Hammerstone for putting on a hell of a match over uh, at MLW. Congrats to Alex Kane, new MLW world champion. Um, outside of that, man, like I said, brother, I'm, I'm just, I'm just this weekend. I, I really just chilled out. It was, it was very simple. I didn't drive anywhere. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like I'm always, always on the road now. So, but other than that, when it comes to the to our rating system, <sighs> fluctuates between seven and eight. Um, it's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. I'm still in high spirits, still trying to keep my positivity, um, trying to keep my thoughts positive. And, you know, just rolling with the punches with a lot of stuff, with work, with life, you know, I, my love life is great. So I can't complain about that. Thank God or whoever. Um, but, uh, but things are good, man. Things are good. So good. let's get into it, folks. We have on a very special guest today. She, Ronnie has met her or well conversed with her before. I have had the chance to meet her, but once I met this young lady, um, man, she has so much, <laughs> I feel like Ronnie, man, she has, uh, man. <laughs> She has so much knowledge and and is so down to earth. And I, I've appreciated every conversation um, and just everything she's done for for me personally. Um, she also has a show on PRN.live called Heart of Mine. And it comes on Saturdays at 6. Did I get that right? Woohoo! I'm on a roll. Ladies and gentlemen, Catherine Davis. I really got to get the la- the applause track working on my on my <laughs> system over here, man. How you? Well, feeling? thank you, thank you, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here, and it's it's exciting to have a conversation about things that we have in common and learn about each other and things that we don't know that we offer so definitely i I think this will be a lot of fun a nice collaboration for sure for sure um first and foremost let's get uh into your show heart of mine you've been doing radio for quite some time now 
Um, obviously, the exaggeration is there for a reason, people. Um, well, it has been a while. It might be more years than you have been here on the earth. Who knows? I don't know how old you are. More than 36. Just about that. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so well before my daughter or Ronnie's daughter was a thought. Um, well, before I was a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely before you were. So I was like, I just happened, you know. Um, so so let's let's round it right. Let's say uh, thirty five years, you know, you've mm -hmm. been doing radio. And what made you a get into radio and b create Heart of Mind? Um. Well, I started out at another radio station. Uh, some people may know about WBAI Radio. It's a non-commercial radio station. And I started out there some years even earlier than that, just as a volunteer. And then I um, became part of a radio show as part of a collective. And my focus has always been health. So it was a health program. And then after doing that for a time, I submitted a proposal for Heart of Mind because I felt that my journey was more about spirituality and consciousness more than limited to health issues. I feel that they're very much connected. So yeah, so I've been doing this program for a while and about, I don't know how many years ago, but it's been quite a few years that I've been broadcasting also on PRN.live at the Progressive Radio Voices Network. So it's been a little while and it's been a learning process. When I started, I was extremely shy. <clears throat> I was very grateful for the microphone because I couldn't lift my voice very high and I was speaking at a whisper because I was just very shy. But I felt somehow called to participate in a radio program as part of my search in my journey for truth. At the time, I was looking more for spiritual truths rather than, say, political truths. And I think that I still am primarily focused on spirit, though that has broadened over the years so that I'm also work with energy as an energy healer and qigong teacher that's awesome that's uh, look I, and i and i know you and i have had personal conversations off air and like my ear just like now like my ears perked up a bit when you said qigong because that goes back into my martial arts roots and my martial arts background um you know with with that tai chi you know like these are like, even for me, you know, these are things that I forgot were so important, you know, to not only my my mental health, but just my physical health, which, look, I mean, you know, we, we're, we're, we're almost an open book here. There are some chapters that are kept to the side, but, you know, I don't necessarily take care of myself when it comes to the physical aspect. That's why I always say I'm old or my body is like 86 years old. Or I make that joke because... You know, my knees are in pain. Um, but no, I mean, that that really is so interesting and enlightening, especially just with with the few decades that that's happened and, and that's passed. Uh, you know, just the, the importance of mental health and the importance of. Of more of a spiritual health, you know, and I just want I, I want this to be clear. Spiritual health doesn't necessarily mean religion. It's all depending on how you take it. Um, mm -hmm. If religion is the way you want to go, then that's, you know, no qualms. Like, we're not going to sit here and bash you. Do what's best for you. When it comes to spirituals, like for me at least, and, and correct me if, if I'm wrong or if you have a, a, a opposite idea. Um, but to me, spiritual is, is faith, not necessarily in one being but in energy period i totally agree absolutely and i'm not really a religious person at all 
um, though I study religion and I like to read religious texts, but I was born into a Catholic family and I chose to leave that religion when I was nine years old. I refused to go back. So I was quite young and um, I made an, an agreement with my mother at the time that I would go through all of the sacraments, you know, communion, confirmation, all the things they have you do. And then I wouldn't go back. And she agreed to that because that was the only way she could get me to go through those uh, ceremonies. And primarily because I, I think I was born very connected to spirit. And I was that one of those uh, kids that had um, so-called imaginary friends, but my imaginary friends were angels and Jesus and all the stories I read in the Bible to me were very real. And then once I finally got to so-called religious instruction <laughs> and they started uh, putting us through all this other training, it kind of destroyed my world. And I, um, and I didn't understand it. They have this thing in the, in the Catholic religion where they want you to make a confession to the priest about your sins how much sins could a seven or eight year old child have, right? And what had happened is I became so confused about not having sins, I started shoplifting so I would have something to confess. And, um, and then I, there was also that piece for me that I had always talked directly to spirit, whether it was God or angels or Jesus or whatever it was. And so I was like, well, what do I need a priest for? And ultimately, it came to be too much of an obstacle, and I quit the church when I was nine. I love what you talked about right here, Catherine, is that you left the church when you were nine years old. And I can relate because I grew up in the Mormon faith. I was a Mormon up from eight years old all the way up to 18. Wow. I left the church at 18 years old. I refused to go back um, after I was basically forced upon me to go on my mission and, and I couldn't serve in New York and I had to go to Barbados or somewhere else away from my family for two years. I couldn't bring my cell phone. Um, they told me, don't worry about college. College will be here when I get back. And I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. I want to play sports. I want to go to college. I want to, I want to be, I want to be, a, I want to be a teenager. <laughs> I don't want to go do all this. Like, listen, I love the Lord. The Lord loves me, but come on now. And um, me and the president of the church got into a heated argument. And that day forward, I said, I'll never step foot back in here. And that day I went on a spiritual journey to find a new faith. And eventually I married my wife, who was Catholic. So I converted over to, over to, over to Catholic. But I love the idea that at nine years old, you felt that this isn't for me and I need to make a change. I need mm -hmm. to feel like I need to be comfortable and okay. It's going to be a little challenging. I'm not, I'm putting nine years old. Maybe you didn't understand right away. Maybe you had no idea what you were doing, but you felt something wasn't right for you. And that takes a lot of knowledge and understanding of who you are. So at nine years old to have that grasp, that understanding had to be in touch with yourself enough to know man, something is, I'm not really feeling this, this whole institution of this establishment of religion, not to say, not religion per se, but it's just this institute of the form that it's in. It's not for me. And I know a lot of people recently who have taken that step. My brother, who is in the music business sings, started singing in church. He wasn't Mormon, he was Baptist. Started singing in the Baptist church, found his voice there but stepped away from the institution of religion. Now he still believes in the higher power, but he doesn't feel like going to a place every Sunday has to get me to that belief. I can talk to him whenever I want to. I can get on my knees and pray to him anytime. He's always with me. I don't need you to tell me that. I can just talk to him directly. Yeah. And and he was the one who took me, told me about different type of spirituality and really taking a deeper knowledge into stepping away from the Bible for a second, look deeper past that, look deeper about manifestation and 
So I started picking up books. I started reading different things. So he started sending me different things. So I relate, I, man, I, to, to hear your journey, I just relate to it. And thank you for sharing. That was amazing. And, and oh, to add you. on, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just going to say to add on too, and that, that's kind of my thing, right? It's, it's like, you know, I went to private school from first to eighth. You know, we did the church thing. We did all of that. And as I got older, it was, it, it became questions you know, well, if this is this, then why do we have this? Oh, well, you know, if that, but does it? Because if we have this, if, if they're supposed to know this, then why do we have this? If there's, if there's that, then why do we have options? Like, you know, why do we have to go inside of a building to do something that we can do at home and not give you any money for it? And, and I'm not saying, and that's not the ruse, you know what I mean? Like, I understand a lot of churches do have the building fund and it's a legit building fund, but, <laughs> but, but there's just so many questions. And, you know, one of, one of my, one of my biggest things is, sorry, one of my biggest things is there's too many religions in the world for only one to be correct. That's just how I feel, you know, and this isn't a shot to anybody I'm not trying to burn down any any religions or anything. No, please. If it if it gets you through life and it's what you want and, and that is your faith, then please wholeheartedly go through with it. Do it. Believe in whatever you need to believe in to succeed or to push or to or, or to, to stay afloat in this very difficult world. We're just speaking through our own experiences. Okay. Um, but yeah, for me, there was just too many questions. <laughs> too many questions, not enough answers. And then you want to give me answers, but you want to give me answers in like a 10 years time. No, I'm good. <laughs> I want answers now. You know, um, and sorry if that sounds spoiled, but you know, whatever. That's how I felt. Um, you've been through a lot, Catherine. And I just, I guess, for me, I just want to hear stories, you know, like, I just want to, I just want to hear some of the things, like I said, that you've been through as, as a woman of color in the radio industry, in the entertainment industry, but specifically in radio. Um, What are some, what are some of the, I guess we could just name it ups and downs, or what are some of the experiences that you've been through that, that would, I don't want to say shock people, <laughs> but but just just some interesting stories that that you remember. Um, well, I don't think I have any shocking stories, but I I do remember that progression starting out um, being quite timid in in the process. I remember always feeling that it was something beyond me, above me. Um, and so I, I really had to to work hard to to make it work for me. And I think the thing that liberated me the most in um, doing radio was learning the technology, believe it or not. Because when I was um, just sitting there and there was an engineer across the table, I found that those engineers were not respectful of what I wanted the program to be. Now, that might have been their level. It might have been because I was a female. They were males. It might have been because they were just um, felt like they knew best. I don't know. <clears throat> Trying to be nice. Um, but I found that to liberate myself, I had to be able to operate my own technology. And to me, that's really been the thing that has saved and propelled me from learning to operate the board to learning how to edit and um, and progressing with the technology, I think, has been the hardest part because I am quite ancient, as it were, if in regard to radio business. When I started, it was real to real. Mm -hmm. We didn't even have 
we didn't have cassettes, we didn't have CDs, we didn't have digital, it was reel to reel. So you had to like splice tape mm -hmm. to get the sound. And so that was a very refined skill, but it was also very artistic. I am, I am an artist, I went to art school. So there was just something about that creativity that I began to understand radio as an art piece. You know, it's like making a painting or making a collage. And if you have the freedom, you can be very, very creative in that process. And so that was that was kind of the journey. The difficult part of any environment are the politics of it. So there was a lot of difficulty. The station I was working with at the time was like more Marxist. And here I come in with my little woo-woo ideas and spiritual beliefs. And it was very, very, um, not very highly thought of. Um, so, you know, so there was that kind of a um, environment that was a little challenging to navigate. But by and large, I just loved it because I was able to, through this medium, speak to people who would otherwise be far beyond my reach. And I was able to interview um, relatively well-known authors in the field that I was interested, health, spirituality, consciousness. And I did that for a long time, but after a while, I think I got a bit jaded with it. And I got jaded with the whole new age movement, such as it is, as being too shallow. And I wanted to have a much deeper um, understanding of reality and spirituality. So luckily, though, that's where the Qigong came in and the Taoist practices came in because those practices ground you in that, I would say, invisible reality where you realize that there are energies and forces at play. And I could see that in some religions, you know, they would say heaven and hell, but I just see yin yang. I just see opposite polarities. You know, and in other places, they see um, good and evil. And I just see forces. So I, I, by taking the spiritual journey as well as the energetic path, I, I like Chinese uh, philosophy and thought because it's not personality-based. It's about looking at what's real, understanding what forces are at play, and finding a way to navigate those forces. And the Tao basically gives an understanding of the cycles and rhythms of energy and time in such a way that it depersonalizes things. And you begin to realize you're, you're not just navigating your life, but you're working with the cosmos, you're working with the earth, you're working with nature. And I've come to realize that all of that is spirituality. And when I see religions, I think that there are some that are very good. And I think that all religions offer something that's very good if you can decipher it from the nonsense. Absolutely. There's something good in all of it. Absolutely. And, and as I traveled, I discovered, because I did try to study different religions to some extent and i find that the same the things that are true are true in all of them and the things that are not in all of them tend to be social political governmental control exercised through the religions and once one of the things i really loved is that i studied a lot of history and I ultimately came to realize that religions were the cause of much and most mayhem in the world. Not that they might have originated, but the state will use a religion to oppress people. And, um, and then religions, 
you know, are designed to control and limit people. And I never lost that idea I had as a little girl. You know, I mean, even before I could read or write, I was talking to spirit and I'm like, we just don't need it. Human beings don't really need religion in the sense that it's being used. If we had an accurate view of history, that would be enough to accompany our spirit, I think. That's definitely a fair statement because when you really, when you really sit down and you have that conversation with yourself and you think about it and you're like, wow, getting up every Sunday, going, going to do what, what you say, praise, right? Um, and people do it not knocking the people that do and then that's how you get through your do your weeks through your day through your hour through your minute that's you but for some people on the outside are saying hey i found another way to channel that and i can find a direct line now some people might call you oh that's crazy but as i start to look at it and study it a little bit more it's not so crazy and actually it's the opposite <laughs> where it feels like the polarity split the person on the outside isn't so crazy. Maybe I'm the one sitting in the pew that's crazy. You know, and, and, and yeah. You start, and that polarity switch. So I'm, I've, I've, I've witnessed it happen to me, where I'm like sitting there, like, I'm pretty sure there was another way that I could have just done that without you explaining it for an hour. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> like, and I think the church experience is great. I love going to church. Oh yeah, I love the music. Me, depending know, on where you go, like, yeah, it depends on, depends on the church and um. I but it's I like the atmosphere, the sacred atmosphere that's created there. Yeah, I just don't want anybody to preach. I just want, you yeah, know, the people, no, exactly. the song, the you energy, know, the music. The the music is fun and yep. it's alive. It's that alive. Energy, yeah. It's alive. It, yep. it's, mm -hmm people are alive and you see people's true colors when people be, are alive and, and yeah and i think i'm sorry no yeah. no no go ahead go ahead no i i was just saying that um i just wanted to to agree with the point of it's not that i'm um putting it down i think for some people it's a stable they need it mm -hmm. and it supports them absolutely and i would never take that away from anyone absolutely of course look we all need a support system right so mm -hmm. and and sometimes for some people it's it's religion that's part of their support system <laughs> and it's okay because sometimes look man here's the thing and once again because obviously the three of us have similar yet different ideologies but at the same time you know people i, I think i don't want people to listen to this and we are prefacing it with by saying you know listen when we, we truly are not shooting down religion we're not shooting down anybody's faith no. that's not what this is we are literally just having a conversation but <laughs> this conversation is relatable for the three of us because we've had similar thoughts um but this also raises that conversation right you know once again it's not the institution like it's not the physical institution that does it it's the people it it, it you know like like Catherine was saying it's the message. It's not, it's not even necessarily it, it's not everything, it's not everything encapsulating. It's it's certain things at certain times. You know, it's mm -hmm. like life. You you pick and you, you know, for the most part, you can pick and 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 you know, computer talk. You can drag and click life to you. You know what I mean? So we take certain traits, we take certain traits from our parents and look. We've been around them, so we can't, you know, it's very hard to get rid of those traits. But there are other traits that we decided to instill in ourselves and also to delete from ourselves. You know, so to me, it's very similar. To me, it's very similar where, look, man, some people hold on to that because of, and it could be a multitude of reasons. It could be just life experiences it, or as in, let me rephrase that. It could be from relationship issues. It could be issues from your parents, your siblings. It could be work. It could be just you trying to 
find the will to make yourself wake up in the morning or get out of bed in the morning. Sometimes it's really just as deep as that. And if that works for you, then that works for you. Please continue. For, for me, it was a lot of the parental control. And I'm not talking about your parents. I'm talking about the, the rules and regulations that was yeah. always set upon what I can and cannot do as a human being. Yeah. Like, I, I can't have a cup of coffee. When, when I was a woman, I was allowed to have caffeine. So I, I, nobody can drink coffee or tea. Like, tea is from the earth. It's natural. Like, y'all can get pick tea and grow some tea right now in the backyard and pick it. What's wrong with tea? Oh, no, because it keeps you up more than eight hours. So guess what? You can't have tea. Oh, I was like, all right, drink a soda. I get it. Don't, don't want to drink soda. It's not good for you. But as a little kid, I'm like, I love soda. So I can't have I can't have Pepsi or Coke? Nope, because that's caffeine. Oh, I had to be in bed at a certain time. I had to, the, 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 there was values and principles that was, that was installed into my family that I would just shake my head. I'm like, this is crazy. What are we doing this for? So, and... And it wasn't that I was mad or angry at it because I appreciated it and, and I accepted it for what it was. I never wanted to be disrespectful to anyone. And that's why And when I was 18, that was not my intentions walking in that office. My intentions was, how can I do this differently? Because I don't want to be disrespectful, but I really don't want to do this. Can I do this another way? And they basically told me, no, there is no way. You do this or you don't, don't participate at all. Well, I'll find my way out. <laughs> see you later. I'll see you down the road. But like, and it, that was rules and principles that just pressed upon you since I was eight years old. I knew once I'm 17, I got to pack my bags and I got to go leave my house for two years. I know what's coming. I'm just waiting for the day. I'm waiting for the day. I'm waiting for the day. So, you know, you sit there and you wait, you wait, you wait. And you're like, all right, here comes the week. Here we go. We got to go talk to this guy. And, and I was like, why am I talking to you? This? Why can't I just pray on it? And, Maybe I'll get my answer. Well, you know, we obviously, Rodney, that, that sounds funny, but you can't do that. Well, you told me I can. Mm-hmm. That's what you've been telling me this whole time. You told me if I pray on something and I get, I'll get, get my answer. Why can't I pray on this and get my answer and come back to you later? Well, no, we need to know right now. No, necessarily, you told me to. Now you're lying. I was that kid. I was that kid that challenged the red too deep. And they were like, Rodney, you're thinking about it too much. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just looking at it. <laughs> For, for black and it, white, what you told yeah, me. It's almost <laughs> it's almost like, well, you know, that phrase, like, I, I, I'm i going to tell you what to do, so just do it. Like, no, yeah, no, 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 that's not what this is. That's not what uh, this is. Nah, 8, 17, 18-year-old Roddy was not having that. And I, that's when I started to think, man, I always used to be down on myself, and I always used to say certain things. So when I never got the chance to dabble in different things like to, Qigong or, or or any of, the, of those things and I would love to learn and love to like expand my mind to think about those things a little bit more but as my, I got older I changed my wordage I changed the way I speak about things I don't put negative forces in the in the air because those things can happen and like the more and more you speak negatively about something the worse is either a gonna get or b it's gonna happen I tell but him, you, I tell this man that all the, the time. time. He stops me. He used to stop me all the time. Roddy, don't say that. Take that back. Don't mm-hmm. you say that. Say something else. That's and I was like, okay, okay, okay. And sometimes now I say if I want something, I just did it for four months. I will pass my road test. I will get my license. I will pass my road test. I will get my license. I said it to myself every day. And I sat down in that car, gave my, did my test, and there you have it. I passed my test. But talk to me 12 years ago. That wasn't me. I'm never going to pass the test. Uh, I'm so scared. But that's when I truly finally understood that when manifestation and putting positive energy out there in the universe will come back as positive energy. As much Mm -hmm. as people try to knock it down, as much as negative forces that there are, the more you stay positive about something and you speak it into existence, Mm -hmm. the better the chances that it will that the outcome will be positive. There is something. It's so crazy you talked about talked about you spoke about speaking things into existence right this is what i've I've had to learn this part the hard way yes it is very true speak it into existence please the universe is listening i'm i'm a strong believer in that you've heard it in previous episodes i've mentioned the book slash movie the secret the energy you give out is the energy that comes back to you i'm a firm believer in that 
um, for a multitude of reasons. Shout out to Mel, um, one of my closest friends for over 20 years. Um, you know, if it wasn't for him and his family and, and us being in that music um, realm, I don't think I'd be the, the I don't think I'd have that the, the type of mindset I have now. Um, between them, I've mentioned Joe and his wife before, you know, Rodney, like my, my family, of course, you know, there, there's a multitude of reasons. But either way, you know, speaking things into existence is all fine and dandy, but just make sure you're speaking. If you're speaking to somebody, make sure you're telling the right people, because not everybody wants to see you succeed. And mm -hmm. I think. I can speak for all three of us when I say that we've we've dealt with that. Um, we still say, deal with that. Say it one more time for the people in the back, please. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you with the face. Um, but but it's true, man. Look, it's and like I said, it took me an extremely long time in my thirties. So obviously not that long ago. Um, that that. I just can't tell everybody the things that I'm excited about. Cause not number one, and excuse my language, I know. But number one, not everybody gives a fuck. <laughs> Which is the truth. I know. I'm sorry. I look, I apologize, Rodney. Um, um, but seriously, number one, not everybody cares. And number two, not everybody wants to see you win. So of course you it's hard to be selective when when people when you feel like people show a genuine interest so i understand that and when you're excited about something you want to let the world know but sometimes that's not the case you know what are you gonna do i absolutely agree it's not always the case and it usually is most surprising when that happens that it's usually somebody quite close yeah. to you, a yeah. good friend, a um, a relative, sure. thing yeah. people you think would have your back or actually um, have some other kind of feeling about their place in the world. And so you know, I've come to realize in a lot of these instances that I'm not the issue. You know, somebody is needing to feel a certain kind of upliftment or power or control. And they're not able to, to really recognize and appreciate someone who's shining or who's moving on a path that to goodness or to success they see it somehow as a reading of their failures if you succeed right. and i was quite old when i learned that as well that how prevalent that was that people will <clears throat> do little diggy things you know digging at your confidence to try to bring bring you out of that that movement to success or will try to distract you so I agree with you, especially if you're making specific plans. Yeah. Unless you have someone that you can really, you feel is a, a good counsel and friend to you. Don't share it till you get where you want to be. Because if you do, they will try to destroy it for you. And it's tragic, but it's also true that that happens. Right. It builds character, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it, it really sucks to put it that way. Honestly, like, especially you know, we're, we're three people who enjoy speaking, you know, we're, we're three people who enjoy conversation. So it hurt. It, it It's a legitimate hurt when you realize that people don't really care or, or who you thought cared or thought, you know, that they wanted to see you and your family or whatever, see the best of you. And they just kind of, you know, shrug it off. Um, would you agree, uh, Catherine, that you're not happy with you. You can't really do much for anybody else. Um, I think that that's partially true. I think that the other side of that coin is too much doing things for other people and neglecting yourself, in which case you, you kind of self-destruct 
by virtue of what you're trying to do for everyone else. So there needs to be some kind of balance there that you you can do good for people, but you can't do it at your own expense. And then as you were speaking, that the other side is also true. If you can't take care of yourself, you ultimately can't really take care of anyone else. You can't really help and assist other people if you're not nourishing and nurturing yourself. Uh, yeah, because it creates a lot of complications even when we when we try to help people. If we're resentful of it, then what good is that? I have a question, Catherine. When when someone's going on a spiritual journey, right, and they're 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 they're, they're searching for, it's very hard because of circumstantial because you never know what you're really searching. You you don't. Everybody's different. Everybody might be searching for something different. But when they go on the journey, let's just say, such as stepping away from traditional spiritual understanding, going into a more of a natural spiritual understanding, where do you think they should start and begin? I think um, it has to start on the inside of the self, on your inside, because that's the only way you can you can search and know which direction to go and to know if it's resonating with you or not. So I think the beginning part is to really begin to be willing to understand yourself and to understand the part of you that you've been taught not to like. So that as you're on that spiritual journey, you, you, you can catch things better. Um, in, in the sense that you might read something or learn something that would be a trigger. So say you go to a new religion and it seems wonderful and everyone is really loving and caring and stuff. But then other things start to creep into that. And for you who think you found something new, without thinking about it, you could be triggered into that state you were in as a child when people were actually telling you what to do. And then you start acting in that new situation as if you're that six-year-old child. Gotcha. So I'm saying that, so you really need to know what state you're in. Nothing that is wrong with being triggered into feeling six years old. But you want to know that that's what's happening to you. Yeah. And so if you're um, paying attention to what's happening internally, it becomes much more difficult for other people or other organizations and institutions to pull the wool over your eyes. So I'm lucky because I remember that little girl who said no to the Catholic faith so that I could say no to anything. If you could say no to Jesus, you could say no to anything. <laughs> That's real. That's real. I didn't that hard. <laughs> no, but it's real. And That's so, so I'll find myself. I'll find myself in situations that I completely don't understand, incomprehensible to me. Can't figure the people out. Can't figure the organization out. Can't figure the rules out. But instead of being forced into following, I go back. And in this case, that little girl is actually my ace in the hole. Yeah. Saying to me, no, 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 no. Time to get out. And so I think it's important to find that timeline within yourself when you were young enough to know when something wasn't right. And even though you might have had years of corrosive training and programming and cajoling and punishment, all kinds of things to make you except but there's a part of you that always knows better and yeah. it that's the space to start a spiritual journey we it's it's so crazy how you worded that rod to we, then we speak about this like man early like early 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 in the show like few, first yeah. few episodes but it's about following that gut feeling yep you know Absolutely. what i mean it, it and it's crazy because like now that we're having this conversation and I'm listening, I'm like, you know, of course you correlate it to things, right? Trusting a gut feeling isn't anything more like, yes, it could be an actual gut feeling. Like 
you just won't like you just don't feel physically good about the situation. Yeah, absolutely. But if it's not the physical, that 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 feeling when 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 that when the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, or when you start when when <laughs> here, here's a here's a nerd moment. Uh Avengers Endgame. When Spidey had the spider when Peter had the spider sense and all of his hairs started coming up, like literally standing up, that's spiritual. That's the feeling. That's what feelings are. Feelings are the spiritual aspect of your mind. So, so once you get that hair stand, you don't follow your gut. Follow your gut. Now, sometimes mm-hmm. you have to you have to combat it. There are times where, you know, and 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 for me, it's not more often than not, but like there are times where you got to just go. You know what? All right, suck it up. You got this push on because that does also build your character so much but it's something rodney mentioned uh we were talking about something off air um before we started this episode but it's really about you got to pick your battles you got to know when to pick your battles and if you feel strong about some of them go for it we don't know we don't know (laughs) you got the answers sway you know like we really don't know what's going to happen until it happens you know, this is also why I don't try, why I personally try not to live in a hypothetical. We could talk about it all the time, but if you're constantly living in a what if mindset, how are you supposed to propel yourself forward? You know, you want to do something, but oh, what if it fails? Or what if I trip? Or what if I lose this? You know, like, nah, if you want to do it, go for it. Because honestly, that failure should build up your character. Uh, man, I, I know I went left field on that one. I apologize, but <laughs> no, I, I I really appreciated that because sometimes the only way you know you made a mistake is to fail, yeah. and sometimes the fail could be saving you from worse. And look, I'm a person. I'm sorry to cut you off, Rod. I was just gonna say I'm a person that 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 used to hate failing to the point where I wouldn't try because I didn't want to fail. As I and this once again this is more of a recent thing the last seven eight years man if i don't try what am i what am i doing you know if i didn't try the podcast if i didn't if i didn't go through with the wrestling podcast shouts out to my brothers in four quarters commentary i don't know if well not i don't know this wouldn't be here period you know if i didn't try to do other things i don't know where my daughter would be you know, I I don't know if I would be engaged right now. You know, like it's just it is what it is. But you have to you, you got to try, man. The the late great Kobe Bryant once said in a press conference, someone asked him, "Kobe, you're so great. You do you always feel like you're putting too many eggs in one basket?" And he said, "What's wrong with putting all your eggs in one basket?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "The basket get full. Don't the basket get more eggs?" <laughs> what, what, what's the problem? Like, it, it, it's a mindset, and we we talk about the, the the winning mindset, right? The growth mindset. There's so many people stuck in this one way of thinking that the what if the man, what happens if I fail? Man, I'm too afraid to fail. I can't fail. I'm, it's impossible. I can't do it, man. My world's gonna end if I do. There's a lot of ifs going around in the world today. Don't forget, Rod. Don't forget. Don't forget. Uh, who will I let down? Who that's will I let down? One of the who? biggest. Yeah. That's no. one of the biggest things. The biggest thing I always tell people when they when they approach me, um, when when I'm coaching them or when I'm going through something with them, and I'll say, listen. The best thing to do is look at you and you only in the situation. You can't worry about nobody else because they're not in there with you. You you can't when you go into work and you punch that clock, you punch the clock, not your family. If you don't like your job, find another job. If you don't like what you do on your everyday basis, change your habits. If you don't, if you wanna if you want to do something, go do it. Go try it. I don't have the money. Well, 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 
all right, but if you want it that bad, you'll find a way. There is always a way to find a way. It's okay. It's okay to think outside the box to find a way, as long as within reason. But you'll find a way. And I'm, I've seen people with nothing have so much because they enjoy the little things, the simplest thing. The kid, the kids I grew up with, not a lot, a lot of people had a lot of money. You know, some people lived off of welfare. Some people were very, very impoverished. Some people ate cereal for dinner. Hell, I ate cereal for dinner a couple of times. But we enjoyed the little things. That family movie night together. We didn't get like that. Like, oh, I told you about the ice cream truck, right? Everybody's running, chasing Mr. Softy. My butt ran upstairs and made myself a cone myself. Roddy ain't getting Mr. Softy. Nah, man, I got ice cream upstairs. What are you talking about ice cream cone? I ain't paying $5 for the ice cream cone. No, I got unlimited cones upstairs. You want some? That's just how but but the thing is, it's a mindset. Yeah. And when you really get that knowledge, and I love Kathy's answer because it was so amazing. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because I needed to hear it from someone that practices and studies this. It starts within you. Mm -hmm. So it just validated that I'm not wrong. Because I always told people it starts within you. And I'm like, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it doesn't start within you. And I was like, you know what? Let me ask Kathy, because Kathy would know. It starts within you, and you you have to. I was what we what we tell people call all the time. You gotta just be stay humble. Yeah. You gotta stay. You gotta be. You gotta be ready to. Gotta be ready to eat. So you gotta stay hungry, mm-hmm. and enjoy every single minute of every single day. And don't don't forget and, the, don't forget what I'm trying to reintroduce to not only my life but to the show. You gotta stay positive too. Man. Yeah, it's positivity, positivity over everything. And I remember I told you I'm not I'm not a person that believes in toxic positivity. Yes. I don't I don't believe in that because and the, I hear a lot of people use that now. Well, oh, super being too positive can be toxic. Who's the person that's being positive? Let me ask. Let me ask you. Who are you talking to right. that you feel is toxic? Because it's not the positivity that's toxic. The person that you're talking to might be toxic. It's the it's the me, it's, it's it's the misinterpretation of the that's it. That, that, that you're taking it the wrong way. That's yeah. why you think it's toxic positivity. Exactly. So let's let's be let's look at because we got we we're in the process of changing language here in this country where we're misconstruing things, we're changing words, we're changing meanings. So you got to step around, got to step around the minefield a little bit. You got to be careful with language yeah. and how you use it. So when you tell a little kid that, man, you can't be too positive because that's toxic. Now this little kid's gonna grow up every day thinking that if I think positive about myself, that might be too toxic to my health. Yeah. So now I'm just thinking negative all the time. Yep. The last thing I want to do is teach a little kid about to- toxic positivity. It's like putting it's like putting a spell on the child. Yep. Yeah. Like, and don't it do changes that. it changes their abilities to thrive. Yeah, that sounds very bad. As you were talking though, uh, Rodney, I was thinking. I don't know if you're doing it now, but you should be a life coach. You know, a lot of people said that I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I would love to do it. I would love to do it. I would love to be a coach in some hot, in some capacity, and help others um, find find a way, find the dig. And then when you're in that, when, like we like to call it, the dark place, where in that mm-hmm. room by yourself and the lights are out, I can't turn the light switch on for you, but I can I can help you extend that arm over to the switch. Mm-hmm. I can't find I the switch it's... for you. You got to feel it. You got to look for it. Well, I'm seeing the value in this program with the both of you, really, because this is what so many of us are going through or have gone through or will go through that that challenging place of finding not only our own balance, but being able to thrive in the world as well. We want both things to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We do have a few more minutes left. I just, is there any, any message that you want to give out to the world? Any, any message that you've been wanting to say that you haven't been able to yet or something that like a realization recently? Just. Well, I did have a, I did have an interesting realization recently. I, you know, I grew up with a lot of family stuff like everybody else. And I had family members whom, 
I had long-standing angst about resentments, you know, you weren't there kind of thing. And I went to see one of my elder relatives and, you know, I just kind of was able to see her for who she was and, you know, I'm sure she did what she could do. And I, for whatever reason, that old feeling dissolved and went away. And, you know, so I experienced a kind of forgiveness. But what was really interesting to me was how much of an impact it had on her. That she just, nothing was really spoken of the past, but just my being able to let go of it and just kind of embrace her for who she was in this moment, kind of a frail person who needed care and love. And I could see light coming to her eyes. So I think we can consider that even though we've all gone through all this history and we continue to have issues with people in our lives, if we can let it go, that means that we're healing ourselves and we're healing them as well. Definitely. That's amazing. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, Catherine, can you please let them know once again where A, they can find your show, and B, any handles or anything that they can, social media, but they can follow you. Okay, so um, the show on PRN is at 6 p.m. on Saturday. And the best way to find all of the social media would be to go to my website, heartofmindradio.com. And you can connect with Facebook and Twitter and all those things that I don't pay as much attention to as I wish I did. <laughs> and look, you're not the only one. <laughs> so, look, Catherine, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Um, you know how much this meant to me and Rodney. And I, I think for us, we just really wanted to just sit and have a conversation outside of normal. You know what I mean? Or what 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 is normal that we know is normal? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like uh, the regular so, business day and right back right. and forth and getting a little deeper. I'm really grateful that you invited me. Thank you. No, no, it was it was it's honestly our pleasure. Catherine, thank you so much. Oh. You're well, welcome. With that being said, Rod, tell me where they can find you. Well, you can find me right at Rod underscore Rod underscore Banks on Instagram. And you can also find me on Twitter at Rod Rod Binks. Um, you can also look for us at Behind the Barricade 1 on Facebook and Behind the Barricade 1 on Instagram. That is the wrestling show I do once a month with the guys over there. We talk pro wrestling, um, almost everything for one solid hour with my two crazy co-hosts, Andrew and Chris. Yep. And as always, you can find me at Mr. Marvel 87 both on Instagram and Twitter and Treads. I'm on there. I'm in there like swimwear, baby. I'm scared uh, of that stuff, man. I'm petrified. Bro, I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not even gonna hold you. It's Twitter. It's clean Twitter. I'm not even joking. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm we're talking about social it. We're media. Yeah. We'll talk off air. So, Mr. Marvel87 on those sites. Also, please follow uh, the Four Corners of Commentary. That is my wrestling podcast with my three brothers uh all you have to do is google it you see a giant uh purple ring with four commentary tables on the side there's one for each of us i guess we both get a pair of headsets uh oh we both all three or four of us excuse me um and news on that front we will be coming back with new episodes soon uh life has just been kind of lifing with everybody but we did have a conversation recently, and yes, the Four Corners are back very soon. Uh, shout out to Battle Club uh, Pro and Jobber uh, and the Jobberteers and everybody on the Jobberteers Network and the CBD Network, who is now the current network or what will be the network once we come back with new episodes that you can also listen to the Four Corners of Commentary on. Once again, that's the CBD Network. And aside from that, shout out to Jobber Slam. Uh, excuse me, Jobber Tears <laughs> and Battle Club Pro. They got some things coming up that we're really excited about. So 
Guys, thank you so much. Everyone, please stay positive. And Rodney, let them know. Hey, guys, if you're looking for a different angle, we're the guys to give it to you. It's been a different angle, guys. We love you. Peace. I'll make them all see that I could be anything I want to be. If you got a dream, then you need persistence and lots of belief. Yeah. Yo, don't take that Negative energy, I replace that I just wanna be me, I don't fake that I just wanna be free, yeah, chase that I got a new obsession It's helping and teaching and giving everyone a lesson